0: I must confess that I have a small obsession with time travel. Uh, I know that it's not real, uh, and yet I do believe that we play with time a lot. Studying the Bible for me is a particular kind of time travel, particularly and especially during the season of Advent. Our scriptures are ancient several thousand years old, telling us what has already happened. And yet we often read them as if they are preparing us for what is to come. They are both a past and a present reality that orients our vision for the future. I think that this is especially true during Advent, because Advent is this liminal time We are at a threshold between the past and the future. We know that Jesus was born centuries ago, and we look for the Incarnation to come among us again. We imagine that Advent is mostly a time to prepare for Christmas. The season, though, is steeped in the wisdom of the prophets. And Jesus himself teaches us to look for his reign in the future. The ancient scriptures enrich our experience now and our vision for what is to come. With the first Sunday of Advent, we transition now from one gospel to another. Over the last 12 months, we've heard mostly from the gospel according to Luke. And now we turn our hearts and minds to the gospel according to Matthew. It is believed that Matthew's community was a faithful Jewish community. And one of the primary concerns then in this gospel is the way that Jesus' ministry fulfills the law and the prophets, those who have come before. Consistently, the gospel according to Matthew will refer to these ancient Hebrew texts Even today, when we remember the great flood. Matthew roots Jesus' ministry in the God's saving acts of the past. The great flood, the exodus, and the exile. The community reaches back into the past and imagines the future. Now, Matthew's gospel was written several decades after Jesus' death and resurrection. Like us, it has the benefit of hindsight. We know what God has already done. Now, we, like Matthew's community, imagine what God is doing today and will do. Perhaps this is why we begin our new year with the gospel according to Matthew at the end of of Matthew's Gospel. We're at chapter 24. That's just before Jesus's death and resurrection. And actually we read a similar passage from Luke two weeks ago. You might remember a child-minded sermon here on the steps about rooting ourselves in what is permanent and not what is temporary. The disciples are with Jesus in Jerusalem. And he has been teaching in the temple, telling parables and provoking the authorities. And here, Jesus warns the disciples of the destruction of the temple. And they begin to ask him, when? When will all these things take place? It's ironic, really. Because by the time the gospel according to Matthew is told, the temple has already been destroyed. The storytellers are looking back in order to understand their now and imagine their future. We are doing the same, looking to the past to orient ourselves. We might wonder when we look around us, when, O Lord, when will you come to us? We know We know that the Incarnation happened centuries ago and we wonder when his ministry will be complete. We look for the coming of the kingdom once more. Jesus compels the disciples and us to be watchful, to be ready, to look for his return. Specifically, Our gospel today brings us to the beginning of a very long discourse from Jesus. He never, not once, answers the question, when. Instead, he begins to describe for them all that will happen before he returns. Now, these are not comfortable words from Jesus. Instead, he warns them about persecutions and false prophets. He reminds them of that great flood of which only Noah and his family was prepared. And he warns them to stay awake, to be ready. This experience of Advent for me can be quite disorienting. Is it the season to prepare for Christmas? Or is it? I mean, culturally, for me, this can mean shopping and baking and decorating, although I am quite proud to say that I'm almost done with all of those things. But these these acts are not separate or apart from our faith. They enrich our experience. And yet they can be so distracting, inhibiting our experience of Christ present here with us right now. They may even lull us into complacency or forgetfulness. Advent, though, invites us to hold the tension between the past, the present, and the future. Christ has come, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. How will we be attentive to each of these realities? One of the most popular stories this time of year, at least in my house, is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Do you know it? Published in 1843, it's actually Dickens' fourth Christmas story. He wrote it only after he had spent time in an orphanage. Here, Dickens tells us a story about the transformation of Ebenezer Scrooge. Once a stingy, ill-tempered elderly man, Scrooge is visited by three ghosts on Christmas Eve. Christmas past, present, and future. And through their visits, Scrooge and us are taken on a journey to examine his life. And the result is a kinder, more generous man. As Dickens takes us on a journey through Ebenezer's life, we discover poverty, loss, and pain. And Dickens names some really important truths here. Every person's life includes moments of grief and sadness. They have the power to rule our lives, to influence who we become. Scrooge practices a life of avoiding pain and ignoring grief. His greed for security is so strong that it leads him only to alienation and loneliness. And as he travels with these ghosts through his life, his memory helps him heal. He is able to imagine a different way of living, of practicing connection and compassion. The ghosts awaken Scrooge to his life and the world around him, a world full of comfort, joy, and mercy. What does Ebenezer Scrooge, Dean Mo, have to do with our faith or the season of Advent? So glad you asked. There is this conversation amidst Dickens scholars about whether or not this is actually a Christian allegory. Kindness, mercy, generosity are not particularly Christian virtues. And yet I have no problem assuming this story as a parable for our Advent. How can Advent be a time of reflecting on our past, present, and future in Christ? What practices inhibit our ability to witness and participate in God's kingdom? What practices are we seeking to enhance that will awaken our faith? How is our faith being renewed and restored? How does our past and present inform who Christ is calling us to be in the future? As Scrooge is roused to a new way of life, we are called to be watchful, to attend to God's impending reign in our world. I tried to take us on a journey today, from Noah and the great flood, to the destruction of the temple, to Jesus Inviting us to stand up and pay attention, to be fully present in the here and now. To hear the call to be hopeful for the future of what is to come. To watch for the day when Jesus' return brings God's justice and mercy, which we so desperately need. We have the luxury of hindsight all that God has done, and we have the blessing of today, all that God is doing. May we anticipate the blessing of the future, the coming reign of God's kingdom on earth.